the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Brendan Chagru, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and your host, Ryan Dangle. What's up, everyone, and welcome into a very special edition of the Bear Down Report podcast, one of two special editions, actually, the podcast that'll be coming out this week. My name is Brendan Chagru, and I'm just so happy to be bringing you this interview with the greatest Bears lawn snapper of all time. No disrespect to Patrick Scales. He's doing a great job, but this interview with Patrick Manley was just unbelievable. And I got to say, I, f- I feel pretty bad because... Unfortunately, I was the only one that could do the interview during the time slot that was presented. You know, with things, people come in, you get limited time slots where you can interview them, and it's a very, very brief time period. And I know how much everybody on the podcast, especially Ryan, really wanted to interview him. So I was a little bummed that he, especially he, couldn't be on, but, you know, Patrick and Jack as well. But, Regardless, we still had an awesome conversation about not only the future of the Bears and the organization itself right now, but his playing days too. I mean, Patrick's seen a lot of stuff on the Bears. He started in 1998. He's He played all, all until 2013. So he lived through the Dick Duran years, the Lovey years, one Tressman year, which in my opinion, he, he gave a great story. A very Trustman-esque story, if you will. So, a lot of great stuff from Patrick. And, of course, we talked about the Patrick Manley Award. So, we get into that at first in the podcast. But just to give a little background, Patrick and a few other guys started this award a few years ago to give to the best college long snapper in the league. And this award's really evolved in the last couple of years because not only is Patrick doing great work with Bernie's Book Bank as the charitable foundation of the award, but they partnered with Zebra Technologies, who is doing just an incredible amount of work with the latest stats and analytics. You probably see them, they're tracking all these speeds with wide receivers and you name it. I I, I can't even go into it. It's it's sports science technology stuff that is groundbreaking and it's only going to get better. So the fact that Manly, the award is partnering with Zebra is really fantastic because, I mean, we talk about it a little bit in the interview. Hopefully that means more advanced stats for tracking lawn snappers. And to hear him talk about just the passion of lawn snapping is just unbelievable. I mean, he did it so well and he is really the Bears Iron Man. I mean, he rarely missed a game. And to see him have success post-playing career with what he's doing on the score, he's the pre- and post-game show host for every single Bears game, and then, of course, what he's doing with the award. He's just such a fantastic guy, and I can't wait for you to, for you to hear the interview. He's actually joining me in Florida. So he flew, flew down there for the holidays. He's staying there. It's not a bad gig. Living in Florida right around the holidays. I mean, yeah, the weather's been nice in Chicago and Illinois, but I'd, I'd love to be you know, getting down to Florida right when the weather gets cold. And so maybe that's you as well. If you're looking to maybe sell your house or buy a new one in the area, you know you who you need to go to. You need to call Geneva Jeff. Visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how our guy, Jeff Cadwalder, with Ad Properties can help you. Jeff knows that you need experience when it matters most. So if you are maybe getting that New Year's resolution, 
you want to buy or sell your home, visit GenevaJeff.com today or call or text him directly at 630-254-4734. And of course, guys, with the holidays coming up, you're seeing family again. Maybe you want to look like Patrick Manley himself. I mean, have you seen the guy's hair? He's got that like long mullet flowing hair going. I don't know if I could pull it off, but if you want to pull it off, you know that you got to go to Sheridan's Barbershop and see our guy, Will. Sheridan's Barbershop is located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois. has been serving the community for 67, it's going to be almost 68 years, with five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. So visit Sheridan'sBarbershop.com or call 630-668-0137 and book yours today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right, without further ado, here is the long snapper himself, Patrick Manley. All right, I am really pleased to be joined by a very special guest. He is the greatest Bears long snapper of all time, the current pre- and post-game co-host on 670 The Score for Bears Games and founder of the Patrick Manley Award. It's Patrick Manley. Patrick, happy holidays. How are you? I'm good. Cannot complain. I'm actually down here in Florida for the week to get a little break from the weather and uh, get ready for this Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings. That sounds great because it it is crazy up here in Chicago with the weather. So I would much rather be where you are. And you actually were in Chicago recently for the Patrick Manley Award. Uh, That took place uh, this past weekend. So for those who don't know, the Patrick Manley Award is given to the nation's best college long snapper. Uh, This year's winner was University of Pittsburgh long snapper Cal Adamatis, I believe is how Adamitis. Adamitis. Yeah, I was close. It's like some people call me Manley, some people call me Manelli, but he's Adamitis. So this is the third year now of this award. Uh, what inspired you to create the award? So that's the funny thing. It wasn't me that started it. I'm just honored to have my name associated with it. So it started with Chris Rubio, who is kind of like the number one long snapping coach in the nation. He puts camps on all around the country and he's excellent at what he does. And the other guy is Kevin Gold. He's an NFL agent. He's actually the agent for Pat Scales. Uh, he's kind of uh, big in the long snapping community. So those two guys called me four years ago and they said, listen, there's a kicker award. There's a punter award. There's a center award. There's a linebacker award. There's a DB award. There's all the awards for these guys in the NFL in college. And he goes, it's a true position. You know, obviously all 32 teams have just a long snapper now. It's pretty much that way in college. I think it's up to like 97, 98% of all division one schools give a kid a scholarship. So it is a position. It, to me, it's on par with those other positions. It's a, it's a, highly skilled position that you can't kick or punt a ball without a long snapper. So we all were in agreement with that. And he said, let's get this thing started. And I was like, let's do it. And they said, well, we want to name it the Manly Award. I was like, whoa, okay. That's really cool. That's an awesome honor, but let's get this thing done. And um, that's kind of how it came about. And I'll just give you the whole story real quick about Bernie's Book Bank, who we've teamed up with. So when we started, we found out through the Maxwell Awards, where they have the Home Depot Awards, where all those other awards are down in Atlanta that you, you need to be teamed up with a charity. You have to have a charity element. So I was like, okay, cool. I mean, in Chicago, we can, we can find some great ones. And I just laughed because I was sitting at a golf tournament for a charity event for Bernie's Book Bank, who we teamed up with. And we're sitting there afterwards, we're having a cold beer and I'm talking to the, the CEO and the founder about the award and what we're trying to do. And 
I'm like, yeah, we just need to really find a charity. And they're looking at me like, hey, dumbass. <clears throat> hey, um, um, and then finally my light bulb, I'm like, oh, wait, we should talk. And they're like, yeah, I know we should. We would love to be involved and get this thing done. So without them, we would not be where we are now. They carry a lot of legwork setting up the uh, graphics to the ceremony to um, just kind of keeping us all together. And they just, their whole staff has been amazing. And then now we're teamed up with Zebra Technologies. They're a presenting sponsor. And that, that has been awesome. They have been super helpful. You know, I think if people know, uh, don't know, Zebra Technologies is the one that does all the tracking in the NFL players. Like if you're watching Jakeem Grant last week and you saw the numbers of him running down the sideline, how far he ran, how fast he ran, you know, the ball placement, all that kind of stuff. Zebra does that with the NFL and it's been cool to be teamed up with them, but they also do stuff like, you know, scanning barcodes, uh, hospital wristbands for people. So they're a, an incredible company, incredible technology company, but within the NFL circles, they're really, really cool. So to be teamed up with them is special as well. And I'm hoping to work with them to, you know, with a chip in the ball, you can start reading the laces for long snappers, how fast they can vertical set block. Um, but it's been a really cool, uh, you know, teaming up with this this year and then having the award, having Bernie's Book Bank at Zebra. It's just been a really good marriage. And we had an awesome ceremony up at Bernie's Book Bank a couple of weeks ago. That's that's incredible. And I, I love that. And look, I saw pictures from the uh, from the reception that you guys had. It seemed like there was a great turnout there at the book bank. Mm-hmm. So with Zebra, obviously, they, they do so many great things, like you just mentioned, not only with the NFL, but outside and, you know, real world applications. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look for? in award nominees and your team for the Patrick Manley award, because like you said, you know, it's probably the technology is going to catch up with us and we're going to be able to read every single stat now with zebra. So, but what else do you look for with these nominees? Well, speaking of that, I can't wait to talk to them more and maybe we can get their help quite a bit. Maybe when they get to the college, some of these college teams, I don't know if they're everywhere in college yet, but that they should be because I think the info they have can be really helpful. But as far as breaking out a long snapper, all these kids are so darn good now. It's become a specialist. I mean, they start going to these camps when they're 10 years old and they get really good coaching where most of the time my age and, and, and before that, it was your self-taught. Maybe there was some coach somewhere that knew a little bit about it, but all these guys are super accurate. And then also between the college and pros, college, you really don't have to protect. You know, in the pros, you got to snap, protect, and cover. And those are the three things you got to do. But in college, with the rules being um, – they can release as soon as the ball snapped. And the pros, you can only release after the ball's kicked. So they're covering. So what I, what I like to watch is obviously how well they snap, how, how accurate they are, uh, how, how they are in big moments, uh, big field goals, fourth down punts late in the game, um, things like that, how accurate they are with that. But then Chris Rubio came up with the idea, and he's got a great about it. It's just the mentality. You put on the tape. So after the snap, what do they turn into? And they turn into – some guys turn into football players, and some guys stay specialists. Some guys don't like contact. Some guys run away from things. So that's a big one, I think, that differentiates the three guys over the finalists this year. There was a few other guys who were really close. Unfortunately, you can only take three um, for, to be the finalists. But the mentality of covering down the field, and these guys were a blast to watch. And Cal Adamitis is – he turns into a true football player. And he's, he's got a bright future for himself in the NFL. That's a great point because I think at one point you, you led the team – or in the team history, you had so many special team tackles, not only after the snap. That's like longevity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did hey, have that's a important when I was younger. I had a good run when I was younger. I would always maybe be in the top three or four to five guys. And then I got old and couldn't cover anymore. But then just being able to play as long as I did, they started tallying up a little bit. But uh, 
It is. To me, that's just important to be able to cover. you got to turn into a football player. If you want to stay, stay a long time in the NFL, and you want to be a great long snapper, like I said, snapping number one, protect number two in the NFL, and then cover number three. And that's what I watch now when I watch guys. I'm like, who's covering? Who is a true athlete out there that can cover? Because a lot of these guys can snap and protect, and that's great. You can get away with that. But if you can add that third part of that, that's what takes that, that NFL snapper to that next level. It's a very good point. And moving to the NFL, I think that's a great segue to what's going on with our Chicago Bears this mm-hmm. year. Uh, you do a lot of work, like I said, for 670 and talking about that. And um, really, I mean, you've been on some interesting teams, you know, good teams, bad teams. But as a player, how would you handle what's going down at Hallis Hall this year, given just the uncertainty, the, all the reports, all of that? Depends how old you are. <laughs> so my rookie year, I went through a coaching change with Coach Bonstadt. I didn't know what the heck was going on. Um, you're just swimming. You're trying to just go out there and, and, and perform on Sunday, make sure you're being a good teammate throughout the week, and you really don't know what it's like. You don't know who, what's, what, what does it mean when you get a new GM? What does it mean when you get a new head coach? What does it mean when you get a new uh, position coach? So you're just kind of swimming, like, am I still going to be here? But as you get older, and I went through quite a few, a couple more of those, you get it. You understand what's going on. Um, I think that, you know, you talk about being a pro, you really, once you become a pro, you're like, all right, I know I've got to take care of myself. I've got to put good tape out there. I know everybody talks about this, but I, I want to make sure I'm still working as hard every day at Hallis Hall as I did week one training camp or whatever, because that just, I mean, that's just noticed not only with your teammates, there might be a, a holdover of a special teams coach or an assistant coach here. And I would always be like, man, that guy could tell the next guy, that I was slacking off or will give some inside information of what I'm like around the locker room during bad times compared to good times. But it's, it's, you don't call it scary. It's just very weird because you're pretty certain your head coach isn't going to be there. And he's giving you the message every Wednesday of this is what we're doing this week. This is what we got to prepare for. Uh, This is what I see is going to happen. All right, let's go out there and work hard and practice. And you're like, wait a minute, he's not going to be our coach next year. So it's just an odd feeling of, uh, of what's going on and the trainers feel the same thing that the strength coaches feel the same thing that you just don't know what's going on. So it's, you really can't describe it, but I think the best way to describe it is who you are, where you are in your, in your, in your career. Are you young or old? Have you been through one before? Then you can kind of navigate the waters a little bit better. So speaking of some of the interviews that you've done recently, uh, you recently, a couple of weeks ago, did an interview with Parkins and Spiegel, and you mentioned that you wanted the Bears to bring in somebody like a former player as an advisor to the team, to the front office. And I really, that, that was something that stuck with me. I think it's a great idea. But who did you maybe, who did you have in mind for a role like that and why? Well, it, may, it kind of hit me when we talked to Gary Fensick. We did a uh, Where Are They Now segment on the pregame show. And to hear, he's a brilliant man, right? Obviously gone on a great career, right? He's gone on to be a successful businessman. And when he was just speaking, you could hear the passion he had for the Bears, the knowledge he had for the Bears, how he still feels feels connected to the Bears, how he still studies the Bears. And I'm like, why is somebody like him not having lunch with George McCaskey or Ted Phillips? And they're just talking football. You don't maybe not have to give somebody a full-time role there, but bring somebody in or just go to lunch. Bring Olin Cruz. Let's go have lunch. Hey, come up to my office, please, for two hours. I just want to pick your brain of what you see from the outside. I got a question here about this. I got a question here about that. That's what I would like to see. And I don't think I've ever, as far as I know, nobody like in my era, my locker room that I got lucky to play in, 
has been doing that. They've never really reached out to anybody to ask them their opinion, to say, hey, what do I need to be looking for? That's kind of what I got, was getting at. But it started when we heard Gary uh, Fensick talk. I was like, wait a minute. This guy really is, like all of us, the former players, passionate about it, and he's really connected. And I think he would be a good guy to do it. And there's you know, a bunch of other ones. Alex Brown, I mean, all the guys that I think they're in the media that have been a big-time player, they really study what's going on. And I think they would be, they would be helpful just to – give a new perspective to management up there because they, they, you do get blinders in Hallis Hall. I mean, Hallis Hall is a fortress, right? You can't get in there without going to the gate. And once you get in there, it's, it's about that Sunday. It's about the team. And you try to block out the outside noise. But I think there is some stuff where former players could, could just, you know, just sit down and chat with you and be like, hey, have you thought about this? Are you seeing this? And I would love to see that. And you see the passion from the former players too. Like guys, mm-hmm. like you said, like Gary, like Alex, like Matt, yourself. I mean, you you know, sweat, blood, sweat, and tears for them. And you want to see, you want to see the organization successful. So it's, it's amazing that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I I just, it would be helpful. And I just, I don't know. Everybody's got egos or their plan or whatever. And I just, I don't know why, uh, you know, you got an Olin Cruz, who's one of the smartest football players I've ever been around and he's going to shoot you straight. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So are you scared of that? Do you not want to hear that? I don't know. But just go sit down and have dinner with him. Have a cocktail with him or something. Just just pick his brain. Exactly. And so speaking of another interview you did, uh, you recently sat down with Dan Weeder of the Chicago Tribune. Mm-hmm. And you were very, very candid about the team's struggles with the front office at the top. But so were many others. <laughs> it was yeah. crazy how many people uh, basically kind of panned what was going on. Were <laughs> you surprised by just the overall reaction from not only former players like yourself and Gary, but just league-wide individuals who are connected? No, because I, I think we're getting sick of it. You know, you look back all the way to 2012, we fired Lovey Smith at a 10-6 and 6 record. You go through a bad two years, you fire a general manager and a head coach. You get to 2017, you fire another coach. You get to 2021, it looks like there's going to be cleaning house again. And to me, it's just sad that there's been this much turnover within that little short of a time, short window for the NFL that um, I think that's why people are questioning because the same people keep making the wrong decisions. And they got to look in the mirror and be like, hey, you know, Matt Nagy talks about looking in the mirror. I think they need to look in the mirror, too, up top of the, at Hallis Hall. You know, what is it? Uh, George McCaskey's 3-18 and versus the Packers since he's taken over. That's mm-hmm. unacceptable. I don't know what Ted Phillips' record is overall, but to me it's unacceptable. If we as players did our job, wins-loss-wise, the way they, doing their, they, they are doing their job, we'd be fired. And it's that simple. And I, the only thing is I just – there's two ways to look at the NFL in my mind. It's about making money as an owner, right? But the number two is wins and losses. You love to do both, but which one are you prioritizing? Making money or wins and losses? To me, if I'm an owner, it's wins and losses because you're already a billionaire. You, you already see the, the, the uptick of the money going in, you know, through the NFL with the, you know, you're already, you're already making a crap ton of money. It should be about wins and losses. That's all that matters. And that's the way everybody in that building should be um, evaluated. And I just don't think they're doing that. I don't think they're taking an honest look at all these positions, whether it's coach, they keep firing GM, they keep uh, firing people with senior vice president titles, things like that. They're just like, Hey, something's not right here. We need to win more. How do we win more? And I think that needs to be the number one priority and that's it. Completely agree. It's it's so simple. You know, when we're talking about it, it's just unbelievable that it can't get through to that fortress of Hallis Hall, like you said, but who's, who's making the decisions. 
Right. Those are those are some of the people we're talking about. But maybe they need to move on or, or uh, move to the side or you know go to the go to the board completely and just stay away from football. Are, are you encouraged, I guess, by some of the reports that have come out where there's there, there seems to be a lot of smoke, like Ted Phillips potentially moving away from more football ops and just, again, the smoke surrounding not only Pace and Nagy, but really everybody else above them. So are you, are you more encouraged that changes might actually be made this year? I, I, I hope um, there's more hope, but there's always been talk before. I mean, it's yeah. just been going on for the last 15, 20 years. There's always talk and they just don't do it. Um you know, there was change when they got rid of Michael McCaskey and they finally, that was a big change and they changed the entire structure. They finally hired a GM with, with Jerry Angelo instead of having director of player operations, Mark Atley. And they got into a different, you know, a different uh, pyramid of, of structure of Alice Hall. And then we had a little bit more success. And then I think something needs to be done like that. I don't know what the, what the, you know, I think we know what we'd like the outlook is somebody in charge of football operations and then go from there. But, um, Am I encouraged? I, I, it's more hope than anything, to be honest with you, but show me, just do something, show me, make a difference, make a change. That, that's how I feel as well. I just need to see yeah. it happen. Yes. Uh, a couple more, a couple more questions. And I really want to get into your playing days because I mean, you spent so long with the bears. Um, mm-hmm. What was your favorite moment on the field? Like as you playing as a lawn snapper in your bears career? Uh, running out of the tunnel. Well, I take that back. It was actually the coin flip for the Super Bowl. Um, I was out there with the coin flip and that to me was just, it was surreal. I think if you go to my Twitter bio, I talk about this to other people. If you go to my Twitter bio, it's the above picture of the coin flip with like Peyton Manning on one side, Olin and Erlacher and Moose. And I forgot who the other captains was. Dan Marino's doing the coin flip in that picture. I literally felt like I was watching that moment from there. Like, I can't believe I'm out here. I can't believe I'm standing with these greats. I can't believe I'm about to play in the, in the biggest game in the world. Um, so that was probably the neatest moment. Obviously, we went on to lose. But then after that, when Devin Hester goes out and runs that kick, I'm running all over the sidelines. I'm like, holy blank. I forgot I'm, I'm going out for the next play. Where's my helmet? Not even thinking <laughs> about that. So that whole thing was pretty cool. But honestly, the coin flip, just to walk out there and know the magnitude of the game that was about to be played, know the cameras that are on, um, that the amount of people watching was just – it was truly a surreal moment where I was looking at it from above and that's just something I'll, you know, take to my deathbed. Man. I love that. I didn't even consider that. Honestly, I was thinking about a play, obviously the Hester yeah. thing, but that that's really cool. I there, love there are some great plays, but it was just that moment. I'm like, yeah, this is about to happen. And I am here. I've watched almost every Super Bowl, and you watch the coin flip and that anticipation for the game. And I'm like, I'm literally out here for this and here we go. So that, that yeah, that was definitely number one. Uh, so I'm very, I, I gotta be candid with you. I am very just interested in, you know, the, the Mark Trestman era is so fascinating to me. And you spent so many years with Lovey Smith, obviously a lot of success there and he gets fired and in comes Mark Trestman for your final season as a pro. What was that like from your perspective? Uh, he was just so different, so different than Lovey. Um, sometimes different work, sometimes it doesn't, but I also think we had a, we had a very senior locker room of guys that had been there for a long time with Lance Brace and Charles Tillman. And that, that, that culture was already set of what we had. And I think Mark Tressman wanted to change it completely when he got there. There's little things that he pulled me aside. He's like, hey, I think we should get cell phones out of the locker room. I'm like, okay. But I go, coach, 
the kids now, that's how they communicate. This was kind of when Instagram and all that stuff was coming up. Like, yeah. That's how they communicate. It's like, well, I want them talking more in the, lo- in, the, in the locker room and at the lunchroom. I don't want them on their phones. Like, okay, it's just, he was trying to make a lot of changes, little, little things like that. And a lot of us were like, that just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, I don't see it as being advantageous for the team. Um, and his style was different than Lovey. Um, I don't think his standard was as high as Lovey's. Like, I think it's known that I talked about it, about the practices where he was like, oh, it was a great practice. And it was a horrible practice. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just let our standards slip to where this is acceptable now, where we can have five minimal mistakes in one period of offense. Like it just, I didn't, I didn't like the way he allowed that standard to slip and it just kept slipping more and more and more. And I wouldn't, he just, I, that, that, that's it. He just let the standard slip and it just um, kind of saw the writing on the wall when I knew I was retiring that you were hopeful that the next year was going to be good, but it just didn't, it was not going in the right direction um, pretty much from halfway through that 2013 to the end of the year. That's fascinating. It's, like I said, it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Some of these stories. Um, you, you've spoken very highly of Dave Tobe, your former special teams yeah. coordinator. I mean, he's been a basically a coaching candidate for what feels like a decade at this point. I know. Why hasn't he cracked through that? Why hasn't he gotten the gotten a job yet? I don't know. And it might, my honest answer would be his, it might be his personality. He's a little more honest than some people like, um, but I love it. I think it's great. It's a, I respect the heck out of him. Everybody that played for him, respect him. All the D, everybody that was ever in his room, in his special teams room, whether it was O-lineman for field goal block, D-lineman for, um, you know, or sorry, for field goal block and field goal for O-lineman. There's just, he has an amount of respect, but he's a very honest individual. And some people can't handle that. He'll just tell you what he feels. Um, but I, I love it. I mean, look at Mike Tomlin. He's got that, doesn't he? But he's also, you know, but so I just, I, I think he would be great. And I think the other thing that would help him or has helped him, he's played or played. He's coached for so darn long that when you're a head coach, you've got to fill a staff of talented coaches as well. And I think he could do that. I think he's been around long enough, been around a lot of great coaches and can identify great coaches. And he would be able to fill a good staff. And I think that's just as important. And the most important person would be, somebody who's going to look after Justin Fields. So if, if that was to happen or whoever it is, the head coach, that's the one, obviously you want a great dynamic head coach, but I want who's, who's, who's in charge of Justin Fields, who's in charge of my offense. All right. Last question. And it may be the most important question for uh, some of the viewers or listeners or readers, I guess. Any plans to release another beer to complement the Lawn Snapper IPA? <laughs> no, no, I just, told you, well, Maybe if my taste buds get rid of that, one, you know what I mean? Like just to drink so much of it, you don't want to drink anymore. No, that, that was just kind of a fun thing to get started. Uh, it's been great to see it. You know, it's getting rated well. It's been into Soldier Field. We've got like Tavern Rush in the city. Um, it's in Benny's around the city. So it's been, it's been fun to have a beer. But the, it started because I just thought that's a cool name for a beer. That if you're sitting at a bar, you're like, I'll have another long snapper. And uh, Tight Head Brewery has done a great job uh, making a, a darn good product. I probably drink too many of them, but uh, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun to, to have that go around and hopefully we can expand it a little bit more. Once we do that, maybe we build more beer, but I, I just, the long snapper IPA has been a lot of fun to work with. It's really good. And I will say if it was not in the morning, I would be having one right now to, uh, <laughs> to share with you. So uh, Patrick, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, again, make sure you check out the Patrick Manley award given to the nation's uh, best college lawn snapper. Uh, 
make sure really just watch out for it next year, really, because yeah. now that we've gotten it three years, I'm sure more technology with Zebra is going to be coming through. And uh, again, just appreciate uh, you sitting down with me and hope you and your family have a great holidays. All right. You too, man. It's always fun to talk bears. I can always do it. And just let's, hopefully next time we do this, everything's better. <laughs> They're going in the right direction. That's, I just want to talk positive. I'm sick of talking negative stuff. I just want to start talking positive stuff. Special thanks again to Patrick Manley and Zebra Technologies for making this possible. I'm serious. If you haven't checked out Zebra and what they're doing specifically with NFL stats and analytics, you got to get on that. I mean, they had all of the stats of Jakeem Grant's not only punt return, but his wide receiver pitch touchdown from the Packers, how fast he was going, how many yards he had to clear. It's impressive. And it's definitely, you know what, you can impress your friends too with some of those trivias, trivia facts. And it may help you whether you're doing a little sports betting or fantasy, what have you. So make sure you check them out. And of course, make sure to keep an eye out for the Patrick Manley Award next year. Okay, so I teased it earlier. You probably heard a few names dropped by Patrick Manley. And one of those names is going to be the next guest on Bear Down Report. I am... I'm sad I can't be there for the actual interview, but I know Ryan and Jack and Patrick, all three of them are going to be on it. They are going to have it locked down. I know, I love how excited everybody is for this. It's going to be fantastic. And I think this interview with Patrick is the perfect lead in to this next interview. So please make sure you're checking us out. You're sticking with us. We, of course, have our Vikings postgame show coming up here. So we got three big episodes coming before Christmas. Like, that's our Christmas gift to you. And your Christmas gift to us is just continuing to listen, continuing to support, whether you're sharing sharing our podcast, sharing our handles, all of it, or as we've said before, even just buying us a beer or two, like that goes a long way. And it, it really means a lot. Like, I can't tell you, I know Ryan talks about it a lot, but just the support we see day in and day out from not only our loyal listeners, but people who have come in and said, Hey, like this is my first time checking out the podcast. I really enjoyed it. So we just want to say thank you. And it it really means the world to us. So I, I know I speak on behalf of the entire group when I say that and, Yeah, just buckle up because this is going to be a fun week. So thank you again for listening. Please make sure to follow us all on social. You can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Shagru. That's S-U-G-R-U-E. And make sure you follow Ryan Dangle at BDR Dangle. Jack Wright at J Wright BDR. And Patrick Sheldon at P underscore Shells. Thanks again for listening. And as always, folks. Bear down.